everyone, a massive warm welcome to today's Monday Market Update. If you haven't seen one of these episodes before, it's where I pick out the big three or four things that I'm watching currently in the market. Sometimes we dive a bit deeper in traditional finance, a bit of macro. Today, though, what I'm going to be doing is just looking at the crypto markets, because why not? We finally saw some volatility uh, in Bitcoin and also Dogecoin, Shiba Inu. A couple of meme coins really rocketed. But almost a forgotten cryptocurrency right now after the merge is actually Ethereum. So I'm going to show you that chart as well because I am seeing a pretty, uh, well, let's say, I don't want to say incredible, but it is interesting to see uh, this particular chart, the Ethereum to Bitcoin chart, looking so bullish at this point in time of the market. So I'm going to look into that as well and just give you my insights across the board. So let's um, let's roll this straight away uh, into Oh, well, there you go. You can see shipping in you there. I'll get to that at the very back end. Now, I brought up the Bitcoin chart. Now, this is a little bit noisy. This is from our mastermind group, but I just want to bring everyone's attention to this. It is actually quite straightforward and quite easy when you get your head around it. And I'll just drag this down because I'll get to that uh, in a second. Uh, but right now, where we are, so just inside this box. And uh, if you've been watching these episodes previously, I've got a, a box drawn here for everyone listening as well of the price action for 145 days, which is where we're at at the moment. Now, the, the first mark of the start of the 145 days was the capitulation through around about that $25,000 level down towards the, ju the June lows, the June capitulation. Now, that is the current low on the market, 17,500. We haven't made a new low since, but now that is the concrete low of this market. Now, why I've drawn a 145-day box here is because in 2019, we had a super similar move when we cracked down from about 6,000 down to 3,000 to find that final low in the market. And then we crabbed sideways. So it went sideways, grinded up, grinded down. Really, it was very boring. You know, mainstream media was saying Bitcoin's dead. You know, Allah, have we been hearing those sort of things recently? Yes, we have. Uh, just been going sideways, sideways, sideways. So at the end of this box, um, something pretty wild happened. There was a bit of disbelief in the market. Nobody really believed any Bitcoin rally was uh, a sure thing, but that's what you want to see in bottoms where when Bitcoin finally gets uh, buyers coming in and sellers are exhausted, it just gradually climbs higher and then market businesses start second guessing themselves. They think, well, I'm waiting for much, much lower or I'm waiting for another 20, 30, 50% haircut on the price, but slowly price is climbing higher and you start to think, okay, well, am I going to miss out here? And then you start to create a bit of FOMO out of the bottom and that's when you can really roar out of these uh, bottom areas. So 145 days at the bookend of that, the other, other end, the right end, we began to see a real liftoff from Bitcoin and it really climbed out of that um, 3,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, got started to push up towards 10,000, uh, we could absolutely start to see that dynamic um, begin to emerge with Bitcoin. And I think it's absolutely on the cards just based with on-chain data, how uh, oversold this market is uh, through a lot of metrics that we, we currently look at. Uh, and it's been down for quite a while. It's like a beach ball being held underwater. Yes, there's so many macro issues at play here as well with the uh, the Federal Reserve, which is coming out with the interest rate rise fairly, fairly soon. Um, and that is actually marked on my chart here in this blue line. So this is where we see, we'll just zoom out here, Fed interest rate decision forecast 0.75%. So this vertical line here signifies that we are about to head into this zone here line on about the 2nd or 3rd of November, I believe it gets released in the US. Now, the thing with this is markets are pricing this sort of stuff in quite early now. And the last interest rate decision we had about here, it was absolutely a non-event. Everyone knew that they were going to raise about 0.75%. So it was news to no one. So there, there is a little bit of a, a sell into it, but it's becoming less and less and less. 
where we're beginning to see more of the or the continuation of the the more sell into these events is more the CPI on core releases. If they are coming out a little bit higher um, than expected or just neutral, then the market's still pricing in a bit of a sell off towards the event. But then uh, market participants on the other side are thinking, well, the contrarian play here is going to make more money, so they they swing back and like again. That's going into the weeds. Just expect volatility into this line here. Um, again, we're approaching into that 145 day box. I fully don't expect this to play out exactly the same and just have a rip through here. Uh, but you know, it's absolutely possible. And I think it's it's nice to marry up previous cycles, just give you an idea because with Bitcoin's programmatic monetary policy of every four years with the Bitcoin halving, these cycles tend to repeat in a fairly similar way, not exactly the same, but just keep that on your radar. So 145 days. Now as well, I wanted to show you this uh, metric here that you may not be aware of. So this is on balance volume. Uh, this essentially shows you the, the volume heading onto the exchanges with Bitcoin being traded and all that. I find it a super useful metric just to see if there is fuel there to push us higher. Now, Bitcoin pretty clearly to me by this chart is actually trying to reclaim the same volume level by the 2017 high. So the last time we were around this level here on this blue line, you can see just approaching up to that level and over here was when we were breaking out of 20,000. Where are we now? We're retesting this area. So it makes a ton of sense that buyers are coming in here quite significantly and trying to hold up this price action. So where we see the support levels, the resistance and um, support. And we're, we're literally just starting to see a bit of a bottom bottom form here. Um, it's the first time we've seen this, this, this sideways crabbiness with the um, the higher low structure. I just zoom in just a bit, and it's more pronounced on the weekly. But I wanted to show you here on the daily first of all. I just draw a quick line here, trend line. You can see that it's trying to create these higher lows, bounce, 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 and really trying to crack through here. Now it tried to do that over here, but then we ran into some more macro headwinds in August, and we crashed down again. So is that going to repeat? I'm not sure. It's very, very clear we are in an extreme part of the market where we're heading into the support at 20,000. So um, look, for me, this is fairly promising, but previously from that, uh, let's say the, the first higher and 60,000, then we made that secondary higher, 69,000, it fully looks like here that the, I guess the cycle almost was intended to end uh, in this first big pulse up. And we had a second pulse. I really think it was more based on uh, macro news, which was the uh, it was the, uh, excuse me, the futures Bitcoin ETF. Market was really, really pricing in that or trying to price that in and also semi-hoping slash expecting a spot ETF, Bitcoin ETF in the US as well. Never eventuated. You can very well see, and especially on the RSI, you could see a massive trailing off in um, in bullish momentum, especially on this second peak, which is high, which is a classic bearish divergence. Again, I won't go into the weights there again because it's probably talking gibberish to you. These are more advanced technical uh, analysis um, terms that I'm using, but they're very useful in, in terms of looking at a broader trend. And also, if you look at the on-balance volume, completely dropped away. You see the second peak here from that first peak, where's the Bitcoin volumes? Just completely trailing off. So that's a pretty good sign. The liquidity is getting a bit dry. Uh, and eventually the sellers will overwhelm the buyers at those levels. So um, yeah, this is very, very interesting. I'd, I'd keep an eye on that. But Bitcoin really trying to, to move a bit higher here. And I'll probably just leave it there. Uh, it is looking a little bit weak up here. So I do expect a, a maybe another move back to create a high low around that 21 moving average, maybe 20,000 retest. I will see from there. But uh, so far, so good, looking very promising. And that 200 daily moving average up at around about 24,000. 
in line with the weekly um, 200 moving over to 23,000, also the realized price at 21,000. So that's that's my sweet spot. Get to 21,000 and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But uh, yeah, I think 21,000 is absolutely key to move on. All right, Ethereum, just want to show you this chart here because I really like Ethereum setup here. We had the, the merge hype, we had the sell off after the merge hype. So very, very clear, uh, move higher and then sell off. But what is it doing? It's creating a nice higher low on the daily chart. And this is over a very long period of time, which I really, really like. This uh, zone of liquidity here, this little box, um, you can see we were just chopping underneath it, chopping, chopping, tried to go lower, but the market clearly told uh, us that, no, um, it, it really wants to hire more, excuse me, wants higher prices, can't even speak. Uh, and then we cracked right through it. So this is a really great sign. Now it's moving to that 300. Didn't quite get there. That's fine. But if you're looking to get into Ethereum, you really want to have a look at some of these areas around here and you can draw the Fibonacci retracement um, from the swing low to the swing high there. These levels are looking really tasty. Ethereum has a bit of a pullback into these areas uh, because I really, really like what Ethereum is doing here. And the narrative too is a bit interesting because we don't normally see Ethereum gaining so much on Bitcoin. Uh, in previous cycles in bear markets, generally it's Bitcoin that leads the way out. So it's a bit of a narrative violation. That's okay. These things happen and it could be a very short-term correlation. You can see here, this is how much uh, Bitcoin you can buy with Ethereum. And we're approaching this, this blow-off mark where we get above this green line, which we've clearly put there. Uh, you can see I put Q4 alt season. I fully expect that to happen just from the dynamics we've seen previously with how liquidity flows goes through Bitcoin, then goes into Ethereum, and then it goes out to all the altcoins. So that is totally on the card. We get above this line. There'll be a lot of bullishness, a lot of liquidity trying to come back in the market and fully speculate uh, on some cheaper coins. Uh, you know, sort of speculating as well that the Fed's going to ease up their policy. I'm not sure that's the case just yet, uh, but that is certainly, certainly on the cards. This is a metric that is historically just shown us when we're heading into a real purple patch for altcoins, but you don't really want to see it unless Bitcoin has run first. It can actually be quite a uh, an indicator that the market is about to have its little hurrah and then another fall lower. You really want Bitcoin leading this just historically, uh, but we could be seeing a, that uh, that dynamic change. Um, so yeah, last year, just as a, a reference, I'm just doing out just a little bit more for everyone. Uh, you can go here. So the last time um, Ethereum, just in recent memory, broke through this was February 21. And we broke through to this real new uh, higher high um, you know, or local high in terms of Ethereum, how much you can buy um, with Bitcoin. And then this area in here, this rise that Ethereum had against Bitcoin, about 80% in this area, this was the purple patch of altcoins in 2021, where things were just going absolutely gangbusters. You can also go back further to 2017, when Ethereum makes a new high versus Bitcoin or a new local high against Bitcoin, you really see alts absolutely fly like the clappers, but this looks pretty wild in terms of this gigantic cup, bit of a handle. Uh, and if you're looking in terms of technicals that over a long period of time, that, um, that looks pretty bullish to me. Uh, now, just quickly, I want to touch on old Dogecoin because we've just seen an incredible rip and it kind of brought a lot of eyeballs back to crypto, which is quite fantastic. Um, you know, a lot of people actually thought it was dead, but Elon Musk doing his thing at Twitter has really brought forward speculation that he's going to integrate it into a into the platform in some regards in terms of collateralizing your account, then using it for microtransactions. I'm not sure how effective that would be. It's probably a bit better for Bitcoin in terms of Lightning, but doesn't matter. That moves the market regardless. You can see here Dogecoin up 150% in a bear market. So these are some of the rallies you can get, even in bear markets, but in bull markets, try and 10x that for some of these coins because that's that's the kind of momentum you get behind them. Uh, but Dogecoin just overall, if you look here, going all the way back to the 2021 uh, move there, 
This has been in a very obvious bear channel where it's just bouncing ball, getting lower and weak and weak and weak each time. And this has ripped through the 200 moving average on the daily. Uh, and it looks, to be honest, I would not be surprised to see Dogecoin rip a bit higher, maybe to 21 cents or you know, let's say 30 cents, maybe, uh, if there's maybe some more news coming out of um, Twitter and Elon and all that. Uh, if we just go down to lower time yeah that looks pretty good to me um just keep an eye on the rsi make sure we don't get any bearish divergences or uh, we just want to see higher lows as well uh and finally uh, as well sort of i guess it's they're almost a symbiotic relationship a lot of these main coins especially the dog coins if dogecoin's ripping there's a lot of thought that you probably want to be looking at, you know, Shiba Inus or Floki, all those other random meme coins, uh, because you will see liquidity move through them just for the additional speculation. And it's a high beta play on Dogecoin. When I say high beta, I mean that it, it provides those extended returns, um, you know, 10, 20 plus more percent or you know, I'm just making up figures here, but uh, essentially a Dogecoin, essentially it's like uh, when you look at altcoins and Bitcoin, when Bitcoin runs higher, you know uh, that altcoins will catch up eventually or have a bit of a run afterwards, but altcoins will provide those uh, expanded returns. You get a far more bang for your buck being an altcoin in those phases of the, the bull market when Bitcoin's riding higher. You want to be exposing yourself to altcoins to get that exposure to those uh, exponential gains. So uh, that's where I see it. But uh, yeah, Shiba Inu also had that similar move uh, and it was about 55%. What's interesting here, it wasn't even as big as Dogecoin. So potentially we see another pulse up from, say, Shiba Inu. I'm not sure. Um, we just don't have the retail here at the moment to maybe push this higher. So Dogecoin may be a little bit more substance to it in terms of it gets moved on Twitter. But right now, I think there's a lot of traders and speculators looking to be in SHIB to try and ride this wave higher when they might get wrecked if it all gets uh, the rug gets pulled from underneath. All right, guys, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, as always, really love Monday market updates. So, uh, yeah, take care, and we'll chat again for the Altcoin Bottle. So, bye.